It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And of course, uh, joining us, I mean, I don't know if you've heard of this guy or not. You may have heard of him uh, through some of our podcasts, and he just left us in the middle of the night, much like the uh, the Browns moved <laughs> to Baltimore, didn't even get a bat signal. But from ESPN.com, can you believe that? From ESPN, the one and the only, Mr. Teron Davenport. Teron, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? You know, uh, the worldwide leader comes calling. You, you got you to gotta pick up the phone, you know. So no offense, but it was a, a move I had to make. Oh, no, we're not offended at all. In fact, we're in, incredibly proud. I'm actually he- eating a, a honey bun as we speak. Oh, uh, yeah, so just to, just to kind of rub it in. But the guys will be down there uh, to welcome you, with, uh, welcome you with open arms, and I hope everything's going well down there, buddy. So we've been... Um, We've been talking about this for a very long time. Like the the Tennessee Titans, in some form or another, are the alternate universe Philadelphia Eagles, and there yeah. are and there are some guys that you know Benny Logan and uh, the Dennis Kelly trade still uh, still goes by, and it's actually fantastic that you've you've covered both of these teams now. What exactly is happening in Tennessee? What's going on with Marcus Mariota? Yeah, Mariota, he's doing better throwing the football. He initially, he had a, a, not a stinger, but it was like, it's like an elbow version of a stinger. So it was kind of a pinch nerve. If you pitch your bump in your funny bone, and it just didn't recover right away. He had trouble gripping the football. He felt tingling in his hand. So he couldn't really push it down the field or even outside the numbers like you want a quarterback to be able to do. So that was an issue that faced him for a couple weeks. But Last week he was rushing into action, and you know he did the job. He still has his legs, so that's something he was able to use, and he just was able to make some throws, a key third down conversion late in the game. And I think he's back in business. You know, he's not going to be able to throw the ball down the field as well as normal, but it's still something that that they could take advantage of and, and use. So he's not fully back, but he's definitely close to it. And that's uh, certainly effective, or excuse me, affected Corey Davis at least early on in the season with the back and forth. And you know, Blaine Gabbert um, obviously went out and that uh, really took a bad shot last week. He's still in concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, same kind of goes with you know with Shard and the rest of the guys there. So what is what is right now the formula? I mean, it was a. I got to be honest with you, Toronto is one of the most boring football games I've ever seen in my life. Between what happened when they went down there in Jacksonville, so how is this offense trying to beat you currently? 
Yeah, the way that they're trying to win is just through physical football. I tell you what, it's a lot like the Eagles in, in 2016, you know, where they didn't have that dominant receiver, but they had a group of guys. You know, as Frank Wright used to say, they had five guys that can score 20 points. And that's really what the uh, the Titans are dealing with. Now, you, you got Delaney Walker taken out, and, you know, John o. Smith has, has come in, and he's someone that a lot of people look at as similar to Delaney Walker. So I think for going against the Eagles, you know, it's going to take the, the quick passing game, and once they're able to get the DBs, you know, Jalen Mills is very aggressive. Darby, Rasul Douglas, they like to, to jump routes. So you throw a couple hitches, you throw a couple slants, and then – slow go and now you go downtown so I think that's going to be the formula but for the most part it's all about running the football with with the uh the Titans but you know that's been the deal with a limited Mariota and Blaine Gabbard as your quarterback and you know you have Gabbard under under center you better run the ball at least 50 times and are they running the outside zone uh, down there primarily like I see Derrick Henry it doesn't seem like it's the greatest fit in the world. Like, I don't exactly know what's happening. It could just because I know that they've been through a slew of injuries with the offensive line. Deion Lewis still looks kind of like the the guy to to get in there, at least on third downs. That's an obvious thing. Uh, but Derrick Henry and his fit, what do you make of that so far with the new F- offensive coordinator? You know, I think that fit is there for Derrick Henry, but the problem is he's such a volume running back where you got to give him the ball 20 to 25 times to really get his full effectiveness. Now, by no means am I saying he's on the same level as Adrian Peterson because he obviously isn't, but that style of like you got to keep hammering away, hammering away, and that, that three-yard run, that the six-yard run in the fourth quarter, those become 10 to 15-yard runs. And as big as Henry is, he's one of those backs. If, if there's a seam and he could find it, that guy get gone, you know, and he'll do the, you know, the cheater, the deuces, you know, like Tyreek Hill and break off a long run. So it's just a matter of just getting him into that rhythm. And I talked to him about that a few times and he is kind of disappointed. He can't get into that rhythm. He knows that that's a part of the, the, the game plan where, you know, you got to give Deion Lewis his touches too. But I think once you get into a situation where he could get those continuous carries, it's just like in the, in the playoffs last year, you start to see him really coming to his own just because he was being able to pound a defense and wear them down. And then in the fourth quarter, his effect on this show. Now, it's been uh, a little bit of under scrutiny with the, the secondary as we're flipping to the defensive side there. I mean, front seven uh, looks a little underrated to me. I mean, this is a pretty pretty downhill attack uh, type of group here. And, you know, Brian Rackbow has been settling in there nicely. But between, you know, Logan and Butler, uh, are, are people as mad as it seems online or at least down in Tennessee? Like, what's going on with the secondary right now? Yeah, I think there's some angst with, with Butler. He gave up the 70-plus yarder to a Kenny Stills and then a 39-yarder to Will Fuller, you know, a Philly guy, Roman Catholic. Um, but last week, you know, he didn't give up anything. He played well. You didn't mention his name. So that means that, that he did his job. And it's just all about being able to get physical. He's someone that likes to get his hands on the receiver at the line. If he doesn't do that, he could get into some trouble. And that's really been the case that this whole, you know, through training camp and, and through the first couple of games. So, yeah, they, they've had a little angst about him. You know, when you give a guy, you know, not give, but when you sign a guy to a big deal like that, I think it was $60 million or something along those lines, a lot is expected. And he was supposed to come in and be that guy where you could say, okay, that's your side of the field. I need you to take care of that. Because that's what Dean Pease typically does with uh, cornerbacks. You look at when he was in Baltimore, he, that's what he did with Jimmy Smith. So 
is definitely, you know, uh, yearning for more from him. Benny Logan has just been in a rotation. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny. These teams are so similar because you look at Fletcher Cox, right? And, and Fletch is a guy, as Mike Vrabel said in his press conference, he is one of the best defenders in the league, regardless of position. And he's underrated, even though he's an all-pro. And the Titans have their own version of that in Jarrell Casey. Very similar as far as the high motor, the way that they run down wide receivers on, on screens, the way they run down running plays to the opposite side, the way they push the pocket, how violent they are with their hands. So that's a, a big part of that defense. And really a lot of the focus goes on him. And you mentioned Arakpo, he's coming to his own, but he, Coachville's finest, you know, and Derek Morgan is another guy. If you watch that Jaguars game, he got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And that was really crucial. You got the rookie, Harold Landry, who if you watch him, remember last year a lot of people called Derek Barnett Gumby because of the way he could bend and, and run sideways and, and come off that edge. Well, you're getting the same thing in Harold Landry. So there's a lot of similarities, you know, from defense to defense. Obviously, that front that the Eagles have is, is one of the best in the league with BG and Chris Long and those guys. But there are some similarities. There, are, uh, The main thing that people are disappointed in is Malcolm Butler, but he settled in, and I'll, I'll go out on a limb, and I'll tell you this now. Adoree Jackson, by the end of the year, is going to be considered the best corner on that team. Oh, yeah. And he, he, he brings so much to the table. He's dealing with a concussion now, but seeing him in the locker room the other day, you know, he was lively. He was upbeat. Um, I think he's going to play, but we'll see. He's going to see a doctor. Uh, Thursday afternoon, so we'll see how all that goes. Yeah, man. I mean, he's been um, he's been involved mightily. Like he's his snap count is is up above the seventies. Uh, they really like him. I've always liked him, and you yeah. know, punt, rec- punt return, kick return. Like I said, alternate universe Eagles. There's a lot of guys that I like <laughs> that should have fit on here uh, moving forward. So, uh, last thing is. You know, you know these teams uh, pretty well now. What? Um, how do the Eagles beat the Titans? How do the Titans beat the Eagles? Man, it's it's, it's tough. Um, I think you know from watching the Eagles so long, the the formula to me, I mean, defense. It's all about that pass rush. You know, those guys up front. If you can negate that, like the Bengals did a, a couple years ago, or like the Packers did, then you have a chance. You know, and fortunately for the Titans, that Eagles secondary, Jalen and and Darby and those guys, they play off so much so you could get that short passing game going. So that's really going to be the key. But I think most important, what you have to do as far as the Titans are concerned, is what they did last week. Go out, punch the team in the mouth. Be the, the physical, be the aggressor right from the bat. And I think that will really help. Um, defensively, it's going to be about just you got to keep Carson from being able to extend plays. And you got to plaster to the receivers with Alshon coming back. You know, we'll see what happens there. Um, you look at Perkins and, and Goddard and Ertz. I tell you, we talked about that multiple tight end set, and Perkins came in, and he makes them so versatile. You know, there's so many looks that they could do out of the 13 personnel package. And, uh, you know, you could run spread. You could run empty. You could go jumbo and run the ball. There's so much you could do. So it's going to be about limiting that as well. So I think the Titans have a chance. Um, going against the Titans, you know, what the, uh, the Eagles are going to need to do is establish the run. They're going to need to find those hidden plays. You know, Aguilar is going to definitely be a factor. I think him going against Logan Ryan is something they're going to have to look at. And the tight ends, you know, they're going to have to uh, utilize those tight ends and just um, find those plays that way. And and they could win in, in that case. Um, the offensive line, you know, offensively, they, they have to 
hold off that Titans pass rush. They're, they're not getting a lot of sacks, but you talk about getting after the quarterback, and these guys get after it. And Kamale Correa is probably going to play, so that's going to be another guy that they'll have to, you know, rush against the quarterback. So it's just, you know, winning in the trenches. I think that's going to be the ticket for for the Eagles. Uh, certainly, and it's uh, what's what helped them so far. Hopefully, uh I don't know. I, I mean, like it's it's weird to say, but uh, I'm I mean I hope uh, I know you're impartial anyway. But it's just it's just uh, yeah. I hope I uh, hope you see an Eagles blowout victory because I think the fan base needs to see that at some point because they're getting a little little antsy as well. But uh, uh, Teron, we uh, we appreciate it, man. Again, we'll see you down in Tennessee. Let us know where all the good spots are ahead of time, and uh, we'll catch up with you real soon. Yeah, for sure. I'll be at the live tailgate and, you know, just send the guys down. I need about a, a one box of honey buns. I need some of those pecan squirrels. You know, if you could bring the crimpers, too, so I could drink that with my teeth, I'll be in good shape. Listen, man, they just stocked them up, so don't think I'm not going to send them down with you. So that'll be, that'll be I love perfect. it. <laughs> All right, Teron, from ESPN.com. Teron Davenport, we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right.